he has been a man of integrity. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. Podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. How are you today? Hey, by the way, this is the 94th episode of Season 12. We're almost up to 100, can you believe it? If you've been here the whole season, good job. I'm proud of you for hanging in there. If you've come in somewhere along the way, I'm sure glad you're here too. You know, you can go back anytime you want to to get caught up if you haven't already. Now, if this is your first time, welcome. I hope you like what you hear and that you'll be staying with us the whole way through. And for everyone, please share the show. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the people you work with. Tell your church family. Post it on your socials. Spread the word you found a way to read through the Bible in a year that isn't too terrible. At least I hope. If you enjoy the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, you can help support the show at lifespringmedia.com support. The show notes page for today, if you'd like to comment on the show, is lifespringmedia.com s12e94. As always, my email address is steve at lifespringmedia.com. I always love to hear from you. If you'd like to see a few photos from my Thanksgiving, be sure you're signed up for the newsletter at news.lifespringmedia.com. A couple of days ago, I sent Kirsty some pictures for this week's issue. Our reading today is Job 27 and 28. I'm calling the episode, Going My Way. Let's begin. Job chapter 27. And Job took up his discourse again. As surely as God lives who has denied me justice, the Almighty who has made my life bitter, for while my spirit is still in me and the breath from God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness and my tongue will whisper no deceit. I will never declare that you three are in the right. Until I die, I will not set aside my integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never let it go. My conscience will not reproach me for as long as I live. May my enemy be like the wicked, my adversary like the unrighteous. For what hope does the godless have when he is cut off, when God takes away his life? Does God listen to his cry when distress overtakes him? Will he find delight in the Almighty? Will he call out to God at all times? I will teach you about the power of God. What is on the Almighty's mind I will not conceal. If you yourselves have seen all this, why in the world do you continue this meaningless talk? This is the portion of the wicked man allotted by God, the inheritance that evildoers receive from the Almighty. If his children increase, it is for the sword. His offspring never have enough to eat. Those who survive him are buried by the plague, and their widows do not mourn for them. If he piles up silver like dust and stores up clothing like mounds of clay, what he stores up a righteous man will wear, and an innocent man will inherit his silver. The house he builds is as fragile as a moth's cocoon, like a hut that a watchman has made. He goes to bed wealthy, but will do so no more. When he opens his eyes, it is all gone. Terrors overwhelm him like a flood. At night, a whirlwind carries him off. The east wind carries him away, and he is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hurls itself against him without pity as he flees headlong from its power. It claps its hands at him in derision and hisses him away from his place. Job chapter 28 Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground, 
and rock is poured out as copper. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the farthest recesses for the ore in the deepest darkness. Far from where people live, he sinks a shaft, in places travelers have long forgotten. Far from other people, he dangles and sways. The earth from which food comes is overturned below as though by fire, a place whose stones are sapphires and which contains dust of gold, a hidden path no bird of prey knows, no falcon's eyes has spotted it. Proud beasts have not set foot on it, and no lion has passed along it. On the flinty rock man has set to work with his hand. He has overturned mountains at their bases. He has cut out channels through the rocks. His eyes have spotted every precious thing. He has searched the sources of the rivers, and what was hidden he has brought into the light. But wisdom, where can it be found? Where is the place of understanding? Mankind does not know its place. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not with me, and the sea says, It is not with me. Fine gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be measured out for purchase with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or sapphires. Neither gold nor crystals can be compared with it, nor can a vase of gold match its worth. Of coral and jasper no mention will be made. The price of wisdom is more than pearls. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared with it, it cannot be purchased with pure gold. But wisdom, where does it come from? Where is the place of understanding? For it has been hidden from the eyes of every living creature, and from the birds of the sky it has been concealed. Destruction and death say, With our ears we have heard a rumor about where it can be found. God understands the way to it, and He alone knows its place. For He looks to the ends of the earth and observes everything under the heavens when he made the force of the wind and measured the waters with a gauge, when he imposed a limit for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and assessed its value. He established it and examined it closely, and he said to mankind, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to turn away from evil is understanding. Well, beloved, in these two chapters, Job begins quite a long soliloquy in response to what he's heard from his friends. It continues for five chapters, and he makes some excellent points. As Job began today, in essence, he said that no matter what, his friends' accusations against him will not wear him down. As long as he lives, he will maintain that he has been a man of integrity. Have you ever been in an argument or a debate with someone who just won't give it up and you finally just say, okay, fine, have it your way, just to get them to let it go? Well, Job is not prepared to do that in this case because the argument is over his integrity. One's integrity is worth defending, especially if the people attacking your integrity are people who matter to you. The last thing Job wants is to be thought of as unrighteous. In this translation, the word used is godless, but in the King James, it's hypocrite. And Job considers this to be the worst condition a person could be in. And of course, it was the religious hypocrites that Jesus spoke most loudly against. It should be said at this point, Job is seen as taking the upper hand with his friends. He's now taking the role as an instructor, and he's telling them how it is instead of defending himself. 
And so he tells them that he agrees with their point that the ungodly will be judged by God, and all their supposed gains will evaporate, and their sins against others will not stand. But he tells them that God's judgment is not always immediate, and that it can take time for their consequences to come down on them. And so the time that we see between when the unrighteous do their evil deeds and when the consequences come is really no time at all in God's perspective. We don't perceive time like God does. God is outside of time. But one thing is sure, sin always has consequences. God is just, and he will make things right. I'm so glad that this is true because the world has seen an awful lot of ugliness, hasn't it? But the victims of that evil will be made whole. We're told in Revelation 21.4 that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. That's a promise that every believer can rely on. Throughout history, God has proven himself faithful. He always delivers. He never fails. And this promise is made to those who put their trust in him. It's a part of the gift that is offered to anyone who makes the choice to take a new direction in their life instead of the direction that inevitably leads away from God and toward the consequences of wrong choices and living for one's self instead of in the direction of the one who offers life. We all make wrong choices, but we don't have to face the consequences if we decide to accept God's gift that is made available through Jesus Christ, who lived his entire life without making one wrong choice. He was sinless. When we accept that gift that God offers, the Bible says that the perfection of Jesus is credited to us. It's a gift. We don't earn it. We can't earn it. We can only just receive it. And it's offered to every person, not just the good person or the bad person, not just the educated person or the uneducated person. It's not just for the rich or just for the poor. It's offered to all, because every one of us needs it if we want to see God. Jesus came that none would perish, but that all would have eternal life. What do you think? Comment on the show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e94. Tomorrow we'll read Jeremiah 7 through 11. Boost. I want to thank those of you that have been faithfully streaming sats and boosting while listening to the show. I get a report in my inbox every afternoon at 4 o'clock, and it truly does warm my heart when I see that you're listening and at the same time truly participating in Value for Value. I can't tell who you are unless you send a boostagram, but when I see that report and I see that you're listening, streaming, and boosting, it's really an encouragement to me. God bless you guys. Now, if you'd like to get in on that fun, you'll need a podcast app that has this sat streaming functionality built in. It's getting easier all the time. The app I'm using these days is an iOS-only app, which, according to the stats I'm getting for this show, is about 42% of you. Listen, if you want to dip your toes in, go to the App Store and get the Castomatic app. Castomatic. It's free, and it's really, really well put together. Great functionality. Now, if you want to stream sats, if you want to participate in the value for value in this way, you'll need to set up what they call a lightning wallet. That's separate from Castomatic. The wallet I'm using is called Blue Wallet, all one word, Blue Wallet, and it's also available on the App Store. It's free. What you'll do is you'll add some funds in Blue Wallet and then transfer whatever amount you want over to Castomatic. It's really very slick, and it's a minimum of geek stuff. Give it a try. And if you need any help, send me an email. I'll put you on the right track. 
But if you're the conservative type and you prefer to use PayPal, credit card, Venmo, or if you just want to write a check, take a look at lifespringmedia.com support. It's all about helping to support what I'm doing here at the Lifespring Family Audio Bible. If this has become an important part of your day, if you think this show has value, put a number to that value and send it to me to keep the show going, because I really cannot do this without your help. Thank you, and God bless you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a God who's involved and who cares about the details of our lives. We learn in your word, Lord, that you notice when a sparrow falls from the sky, and so surely you notice us. Help us to be people of integrity, Lord. Help us to do the right thing, even when no one else is looking. We want you to be pleased with us. When we see you face to face, we want to hear you say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I pray for the LifeSpring family right now that you would bless them this day. Hold them in your strong right hand and give them favor in all that they do today for your glory. May they be salt and light in their contacts with people. May you shine through them as they go about their business today, whatever and wherever that might be. Let them feel your presence and your love for them today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got something that you'd like to share with the LifeSpring family in the way of a prayer request or a praise, go on over to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and there's a form there you can fill out. Tell me as little or as much information as you want me to share on the show. If you want to remain anonymous, you can do that. Just let me know on that form. It's good for us to share our prayer requests and our praises together. And now for our Christmas music today, I've got a special one. In late 2005, probably sometime in November as I remember, Adam Curry played the song If Every Day Were Christmas on his podcast, The Daily Source Code. The song was written and performed by a New York singer-songwriter by the name of Slough. His writing partner was Orlando Pagan, a member of the Dance Theater of Harlem. Well, after playing the song, Adam commented that the song would be ideal for use as a multiple artist benefit project similar to Band-Aid's Feed the World or USA for Africa's We Are the World tracks. Well, Slough took on the challenge of producing the song. In the following month, 32 singers from nine countries contributed audio files of their performances of the song over the internet. You've heard one of the artists here on the show. Remember the German version of Silent Night I played a few episodes back on the On This Date in Church History segment? Well, that was Carmen Tyler. She's one of the 39 artists on this track. Slough, who's also a recording engineer, wove all these contributed tracks together into a finished version by early December, a time frame that would not have even been remotely possible for the slower-moving mainstream music industry to achieve. And all proceeds from the sales of the track were donated to UNICEF, which aids children in need around the world. This is another one of the songs I play every Christmas season. I love it. The talent on the track is top-notch, and it really brings back to my mind the incredible feeling of hope, enthusiasm, and joy that we who were there in the early days of podcasting had. Hardly anybody knew what podcasting was back then, and we felt like anything was possible. I hope you like the song. Now, until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I enjoy our time together immensely. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.
Christmas. <laughs>